Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 11 of Mia Puente's Buds. We are your buds, Emily. And Melissa. And this is a podcast about food, our daily lives, and how they intersect. Blamo. Yeah, it's the flavor that elevates life. You need that spice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what mirepoix is, it is a traditional French combination of the best things that smell amazing. Onions, carrots, celery, traditionally used in soups, stews, base for a lot of different foods. Let's be real. The onion is really the star of the show. I mean, who doesn't put onion in their food? <laughs> onion is the onion star. Onion everything, I mean, baby. Yeah, those people that hate onions, I'm like, you must hate flavor. You don't live. Yeah. It's in everything, too. So, like, good luck trying to pick those out. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> wuss <laughs> just kidding i'm sorry if you have a food Soaks. allergy that's unfortunate <laughs> but today we are talking all about tex-mex which is a style of cuisine that is american which is kind of cool you know we don't have a lot of really different varieties sometimes when you think of american cuisine so we gotta tell what we got <laughs> exactly right. and um, we are actually kind of inspired because we just went to austin texas and got out of the midwest for a little bit which was blissful and we really enjoyed all the food we ate there. Oh, my but, God. So many good things. Yeah. It took us on a journey, for sure. We went to a lot of different types of places, too. So, But, yeah, some of the Tex-Mex we had was amazing. So, Yeah, I don't know if I've, like, ever really eaten authentic Tex-Mex in the sense of, like, I'm in Texas eating Tex-Mex food, That's you know? That's a good point. So that was kind of fun to, like, get that full experience. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. You haven't done it in Texas. <laughs> you haven't done it till you've the done place, it in Texas. Right? Yeah. Can you really call it Tex-Mex if you're not in Texas? No, I don't that's, know. that's real. <laughs> so let's get cooking. So Tex-Mex originated with Tejanos, which are Texans of Mexican descent. So it's a mix of native Mexican and Spanish foods when Texas was still a part of New Spain and later Mexico. So there's history, kind of, man. yeah, there's, it's, it brings up a lot of history and like American history too, which is something that you wouldn't necessarily think of. That's like the history that was glossed over, I feel like too, in our history books. It's like, yeah, some stuff happened with Mexico. We acquired it all. Yeah, it was another country. <laughs> now it's part of us. Let's move on. Yeah. It's like, okay. The Gateway Arch Museum does a really good job of like explaining US history in a really like well done way. And I actually want to go back there just to kind of like absorb that more. Absorb it more. Yeah. yeah. And I also just bought like the people's history of the United States just because I wanted to get into the history that I wasn't taught in school mm-hmm. <laughs> which is unfortunately a good portion of Most history of it. I'd say all of it <laughs> yeah they really don't highlight that enough weirdly <laughs> so what's cool about this is that it's definitely still extremely tied to the history of, of Texas obviously but Spain invaded Mexico in the early 16th century and began putting colonies all over the place, of course. You know, they had to introduce the, all their customs and, and their religions and, and their economic system to what is not, was present-day Mexico, essentially. So they move in um, and kind of start blending their cultures, of course, because that's what always kind of happens. Things rub against each other and kind mm-hmm. of get picked up on different things, and people pick what they like and, and morph it into something new, which is really cool. But... The beautiful side of <laughs> yeah. invading a country. <laughs> yeah. When there's those good mixes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But the culture that emerges is like a combination of native Mexican and Spanish culture, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So when Mexico actually becomes independent of Spain in 1821, that native cuisine incorporates new ingredients and new recipes that were brought over by the Spanish. And then, of course, Texas declares its independence from Mexico in 1836 and becomes part of the United States in 1845. So now there's new spices and foods that are readily available, like cheddar cheese and Mm. beef and wheat and cumin that are being introduced into this traditional Mexican recipes that the Tejanos kind of had and were cooking in their homes. It's like such an exciting moment, I feel like, to transform your diet in such a distinct way to be able to not have access to certain ingredients and then all of a sudden it's like this new world that you're exposed to you literally join another country and now you have access cheese i'm sorry the introduction of cheese to you (laughs) to your world hey man you didn't know what you were missing can you imagine yeah having that being open opened up to is like what yes like try this new thing i got and then you want to put it on everything and then you're like it's not that good on this but it's amazing on this (laughs) (laughs) it's like we were talking about with the the french pastries and like the introduction of sugar and how that just like changed it refrigeration yeah like this was a game-changing event that Mm -hmm. transformed the culture yeah you don't really think about the food things that happen when there's like invasions or colonization right Mm -hmm. away but those are those are the more interesting things that i care about now yeah totally (laughs) the other stuff's kind of sad yeah it's real depressing (laughs) it's all the same too it's like no matter where it was it was death and destruction but over here you got these cool culture mixes happening yeah (laughs) yeah it gave us new types of tortillas and nachos and chili con carne and burritos and barbacoa what can you imagine life without any of those no like i love authentic tacos and yes. i kind of laugh at like the gringoisms of like a taco with like cheese and lettuce and tomato totally, on it totally. like i'm kind of scoff at that but they're still amazing yeah and like yeah i do kind of want some cheese on my taco like oh, i'm yeah. not opposed today we made tacos and i ate a bite of it and i didn't have any cheese on it and i went back to the fridge and sprinkled some cheese on and it it was good it was, <laughs> it, really was good. It. it was worth it it was worth it yeah i mean i think that i definitely had like a connotation a negative connotation towards tex-mex as being like Ooh, this is inauthentic. It, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not as good as the as the real deal, and all this and that. And as we'll kind of talk about in a f- few minutes here, I think I've kind of realized after this trip that it's it's its own thing. It's its, it's own in, thing. It's in its own yeah. lane entirely. Yeah. You know, like and it's I, not trying I to be it, that other thing. Yeah, it's, it's not its own thing. To be that at all. <laughs> and I love that. You know, I, because yeah. I think it's problematic when something is an imitation of something else. But I think it's amazing and inventive when it's creating something new and and building its own space. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, these new recipes really entered restaurants and started to gain popularity as Mexican food, too. Like, that is what we think of when we think of Mexican food a little bit. Like, some of these places, like, that is quintessential Mexican food to some people. Yeah. Like, quesadillas. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just something funny. But the term Tex-Mex originally was created to describe, wasn't originally created to describe the cuisine. It was actually first used as an abbreviated name for the Texas-Mexican Railway that began operating in Texas in like the late 1800s. Ah, the railroad dictating yeah. everything at Classic. this time in history. Classic, yeah. <laughs> Setting trends, that Set railroad. trends, baby. <laughs> now she doesn't get all the glory that she deserves. No, she sure doesn't. We looked at Amtrak tickets earlier today and they're kind of expensive. You yeah. should drop those prices, You should drop Amtrak. those prices and then I might be interested again. Yeah, I was <laughs> looking at the book even to like travel down to new orleans and it's like you could drop a cool couple hundred and a plane ticket would be faster would be faster it's like i don't know is it worth it i'm unclear i'm unclear what is the perk anymore yeah unclear 
Well, the term Tex-Mex was later used by some to describe Tejanos, those people, but then it was also kind of used to describe their cuisine. And then it wasn't, wasn't until like 1972 where this English author, Diana Kennedy, wrote a Mexican cookbook where she called Texas Mexican food inauthentic. And she referred to it as Tex-Mex. And that made the term kind of like pop off, which actually she meant it negatively. But then that like categorization, giving it its own word, makes it more legitimate. That so, poor woman was like, God damn it. Yeah, like, oh, these Tex-Mex idiots. <laughs> I just gained legitimacy for this freaking... <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like she also poo-pooed something that's great <laughs> yeah yeah it really is great yeah it definitely got its own level of respect after that though so and it became something viewed as like american cuisine which we should be proud of so yeah which i think is undervalued you know i think like when i think of american cuisine i wouldn't immediately think of tex-mex mm-hmm. um you think i feel like i think of like southern food kind of being yeah i think like, of more like southern comfort food yeah uh, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers and, and stuff kind like of that. Stuff I would too, I guess. lump in there. That's like American Cajun, American, American food. food. Yeah, but, hot I, dogs, I, but that's what I'm pizza. saying. Like, I don't think when you say American food, I don't think people's minds automatically are going to go to Tex-Mex or Cajun yeah. or mm-hmm. you know things that actually originated here, yes, which legit. deserve the credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that statement. It's typically really characterized by its heavy use of the, obviously, cheese, smothering things in cheese, which I am always 100% for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but also meat in particular, with like beef, pork, and chicken. Um, even some of the spices and, and the flour tortillas is kind of a quintessential Tex-Mex thing you kind of think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely cheese is like something that plays a bigger role than it normally does in Mexican cuisine. And even like chili con queso, that's like something super Tex-Mex inspired. Yeah. And I definitely love that option mixed in with the guacamole and salsa. Mm. That's a good trio. It's a great trio. Look at that mirepoix, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great mirepoix, actually, though. I want all three. I do. But yeah. I think I love the simplicity of the ingredients. I used to kind of think that a meal couldn't be sophisticated or great because it had such simple, basic ingredients, yeah. you know? Um, but I think that Tex-Mex really challenges that concept and makes you realize that, like, no, this is still complex and delicious mm-hmm. and worthy of, of your time as, you know, a meal with 20 billion ingredients. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything outlandish or crazy to be great that's true that is a nice reminder Mm -hmm. sometimes you get hung up on on sort of the the pomp of things yeah i mean (laughs) we had like two really great meals when we were in austin that were completely different completely different but both Mm tex-mex and one was you know your kind of standard quintessential tex-mex meal and the other was a more inventive version of that and like neither of them could I say was like better than the other necessarily? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you could because you're. <laughs> I'm a snob at, at times. Yeah. Um, they were both incredible meals, and I both I needed them both in different ways. Yeah, I was dying for food in both occasions, and like needed the fastest meal possible. Yeah, because and I they were both was fast. satisfying meals. <laughs> oh, in so every satisfying. Way, you know, so. First place we went to was Juan and a Million, and they are known for like this really big, like giant taco that used to like feed the college students in the town, basically, and like for their affordable prices and just like doing what they do well and like 
being classically awesome. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, they have great flour tortillas. Um, everything was like super hot and fresh and came out really fast. Mm-hmm. There was also $1. fifty mimosas, mimosas which yeah. unheard of prices. Amazingly large and delicious horchata. Yeah. The and like places like that are always just like the best prices. You yeah. Know? It's like. And when we walked up, what I did think of when I said, when we walked in there was like quintessential Mexican restaurant. I was yes. like, this is like kind of what you think of. They had a patio. We sat outside. They had like some flowers and stuff out there, but like the artwork, everything about it kind of had that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in Chicago, there's a ton of Mexican restaurants. Um, we used to live in a neighborhood that was primarily Puerto Rican. So, uh, felt very at home being in that space yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> and there wasn't it's like no frills you know it's like it's not meant to be you know this, what you're getting yeah and I, I i really appreciate that in a meal sometimes like it's great to be adventurous and try new things but there are also just moments when you just want something familiar and yeah, something comfort food for that sure. you know is going to taste exactly the way you want it to taste yeah that's real so we got some migas and I got a migas taco. So migas is essentially tortilla chips in like scrambled eggs, usually like cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Very like a little cheesy. bit of crunch, but they're also like a little bit soft from being in the egg. Love it's it. delicious. <laughs> um, I need to perfect them for sure. Yeah, I'm not normally an egg person, but man, I loved that. Yeah, I can't believe you dish. when you said you were going to get it. I was like, do you know what it was it a is? lot of eggs? <laughs> yeah. And I was like. This is alarming, but I was in Big for it <laughs> and they were delicious. I think it was just because they were doused in so much cheese. It's like, yeah, it's you cheese. can't go wrong. Yeah. Some beans on the side and yeah. rice. Like the refried beans were just so good, too. Yeah. Their salsa was like perfectly spicy, too. Mm-hmm. The heat was coming. It was good. They were doing everything right. Yeah. Let's be real. They were. They were. I got a couple other like breakfast tacos, too, but they also put my beans and rice in a tortilla, which actually was like perfect because then I just like added other things to it and made another taco out of it. It was left of like what I didn't eat with my fork. Yeah. They were thinking ahead. Yeah. They were thinking ahead. <laughs> I literally like, t- I ate it later actually, too. I microwaved it to heat it back up because I was like, I'm not wasting any of this. I like put leftover migas from like your plate in there and just like rolled that baby up tortillas are always the like <laughs> ultimate vehicle to get oh, things yeah. to your face it's one of my preferred vehicles to yeah. getting food to my mouth absolutely <laughs> if it can't be bread it's gonna be a tortilla 100 <laughs> percent. but the second place that we went to was suerte which i had wanted to go to and they didn't have reservations and we went right when they opened and then we got sat and i was just like blissful because i did not want to have to look for another place or do any of those things the universe was shining down upon they, us it really was bless their hearts mm-hmm. um the interior though was like super cute um really like minimalistic but cozy at the same time good art loved all of it our server was amazing yeah um, places like that have just like superior service i think then mm-hmm. and it gives you that like full experience where yeah. you just I appreciate when they tell you what they're setting down in front of you and they, they can say Remind it. me, please. Yeah, please remind <laughs> me what this is. It's like, yeah, carrot, the carrot reduction. Like, I'm not going to remember that carrot reduction. I'll be like, yeah. what is this orange sauce? Especially now in the days of the, like, paperless menus yeah. and stuff like that. It's I can't really just nice. Back. Yeah, it's nice to have that reminder and be like, this is what you ordered. I'm mm-hmm. sure that you ordered it, and I'll say it in front of you just mm-hmm. in case you don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> also, we ordered some meat things, so it's like, I'm technically pescatarian. Mm-hmm. I did eat meat on this trip. I don't know if it was the Texas that got into me or what, but <laughs> I, your brain. I was also very hungover, uh, but I, I will not make excuses. It was worth it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely, I lost my train of thought. Oh Lord. You ate meat. Can't trace it back. Either way, the food was fantastic. Um, it was super inventive and, and 
really like a trip that I'm really glad we were able to make because some unforgettable dishes for sure. Yeah, they had like a sweet potato bacon tatella, which I've never mm-hmm. had a tatella before, but it was I don't even know how you describe it. It was like It's kind of like a folded a tortilla pocket. triangle hot pocket thing. Yeah. It's almost like a tortilla empanada almost yeah. where they like fold ingredients inside of it and like grill it on both sides kind of. Almost mm-hmm. like a grilled flauta triangle pocket. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's how I would describe it. That was accurate. <laughs> Mm, yeah, and it had this great like bechamel <laughs> sauce on it. Yeah, so that was fire. Smother and cheese. Like, yeah, I think that was maybe one of my favorite. It was comforting as all hell. Mm-hmm. We got all three pastries, and they brought them out, and like immediately, and I was starving and <laughs> was literally in heaven. But it was so beautiful, I didn't want to eat like the first one they set down, pretty much, because I was like, oh my god, it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, their plating was on point. Yeah, so on point. It was amazing. <laughs> You have to check out the blog for all those wonderful photos and reviews. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Another reason I really liked this Texas trip is because we got to see a couple places in Texas. I mean, we went Mm -hmm. to see, obviously, Austin, but we were also in Dallas for a period. um, And we had several different meals in each of those places. And I think you really got to see the diversity that is in Texas, which... To me, it almost seems like an oxymoron sometimes, but... Yeah. I didn't <laughs> expect to feel that. It's a very large state. It's you a very large state. You like forget how many people are there and how diverse it is. Exactly. For sure. There's so things, many but... cultures that are blending there. We ate several Asian meals while we were there that were all amazing. Fantastic. Um, really great sushi, too. Like, I didn't really think yeah. about that, but you, like, are close to a coast, you know? Yeah, I totally forget about that mm-hmm. entirely. I've never gone to, like, Houston or, or further towards the coast, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, even just being in Dallas, you're still, like, relatively close. Yeah. You're closer than I am probably in the Midwest. I mean, you're so any. close to Mexico <laughs> and, like, the Caribbean, even, like, when you think about it. It's, mm-hmm. like, compared to being in the Midwest where things are significantly less fresh yeah the access to things alone is pretty astonishing and just as much like beef as we saw too like wow this is this is the freshest you know cattle you're probably getting (laughs) yeah we saw a lot of happy cows we actually drove it was a bit of a little road trip we did so but we have so many ranches with cattle that just looked so happy though it was the best yeah. Made me slightly sad because I knew it was coming for him, but also that yeah. was so cute and it, yeah, the properties were just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was all these rolling mm-hmm. hills with mountains in the background and these beautiful yellow flower fields with these yeah. happy cows just tra- traipsing along. It was like I'm out of a movie straight up. We picked a good time to do a road trip for sure. The wildflowers were pretty stunning. Yeah, that was definitely a highlight of the trip, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a long drive, like. 12, 13 hours is pretty long Yeah, to be in a car. But Definitely. luckily we were able to kind of break it up across, you know, two days. And, and we had three people kind of in the car with us. So it was easier to, to make it happen. To manage. But yeah, it was nice to get outside and just be in nature too. We, we got to yeah. go camping um, in Arkansas. And then we also went on a hike in Oklahoma on the way back. So we definitely broke it up the right way for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, you got to stretch those legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, you're never going to make it. Mm-hmm. We brought a lot of snacks, too. <laughs> yes, in true fashion. How could we not? We'll have a full episode for sure just on like camping and the food that you can you can acquire and, and create in over literally an open flame. <laughs> yeah, because that's a good one. And I, I hope mm-hmm. that we get to do a lot more camping this summer, too, to really try out our, our trail 
definitely trail cooking skills and whatnot because it's definitely a totally different way to cook and Mm -hmm. and eat so and pack and pack (laughs) oh my god the packing and prepping is honestly the hardest part so we'll definitely have to do a whole episode on that but yeah I love a good list and I love to plan but man that is you got to think ahead yeah you're (laughs) thinking days five ten six (laughs) 60 steps ahead but yeah, the road, even the road trip and having to plan like road trip snacks and mm-hmm. making sure that you had enough for that ride was a journey in and of itself, too. It was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I need to eat like every hour. So, yeah, you eat out of sheer boredom. I'll, yeah, honestly, more true. than anything else. So thanks for tuning into this episode today, guys. We had a, real, a lot of fun eating all the Tex-Mex and, and researching and, and doing what we do. Um, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to our Instagram and click on the link in our link tree to help us do what we do. Um, any support that you can give us is always appreciated, whether it's listenership or monetarily. We're always grateful for supporting the show. Yeah, you can find us at mirepaw.tastebuds on IG. And today we are going to cheers to blessings in disguise. And yeah. melding of cultures that happen here to give us Tex-Mex is just proof that sometimes when something seems like it might not be the best, there's something else in there that is hidden that's a total come up. Yes. <laughs> mm. So cheers to that. Hell yeah.